coming to you from Scott Romine's personal Batcave. It's Guadney Unplugged, brought to you by Guadney Automotive Group. Actually, we're not in the Batcave. We are down at Access Health Services in North Little Rock. We're talking with Will Stevens. And uh, can you tell everyone who Adam Brown is? First off, I did not know Adam Brown personally. I met him once, and I'll talk about that a little bit. But um, Adam Brown was a young man who grew up in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Uh, was a, known to be an amazing young man, very polite. Uh, yes, you know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But then when he left high school, he kind of fell in with the wrong crowd, struggled with a lot of different things like mm-hmm. a lot of people here oh, in, sure. in America do today and went through a very dark period. But then he was able to turn his life around and become a Navy SEAL. And then after he had two career-ending injuries, he lost all the fingers on his dominant shooting hand. They were either crushed or ripped off and lost his uh, vision and then actually lost the eye on his right dominant eye was had to be removed. He still made it into SEAL Team 6 and was the only other person in the history of SEAL Team 6 to make it through the green team selection process with vision and only one eye. That's unreal. Yes. Um, he did that, and then he was a full uh, combat operator on uh, in the Gold Squadron of SEAL Team 6, and then uh, Adam... You know, was on a mission with his teammates and while moving into a position to better protect them, um, paid the ultimate price and sacrificed his life for his nation and his teammates on uh, March 17th of 2010. When he was over in Afghanistan in the mountains where he was at, when he first arrived there, he noticed it was getting colder. About the time of year that we're in right mm-hmm. now. Sure. And he saw the kids walking around without shoes on. So he wrote home to his family and he said, hey, if you getting me presents this year or sending me care packages, won't you send me socks and shoes? And so when he would go out on patrols, he'd keep a little notebook and memorize what everyone actually, what the kids guesstimated, what their sizes were. And over the several months, he and his family and his church that he was using in Virginia actually were able to donate and send about 500 pairs of socks and oh shoes. Oh my gosh, isn't that awesome? Was a uh, was a pretty special guy. After he passed away, they wrote a book about him called Fearless. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Hot Springs. I went to a rival school that Adam went to. He went to Lake Hamilton. I went to Lakeside. Our schools don't get along. <laughs> uh, being from Hot Springs, I love Stubby's Barbecue. Best barbecue sure. in the world. I ordered three bo- or two bottles of barbecue sauce because I love their barbecue sauce. And um, a guy brought out three bottles. And I remember... He wouldn't make eye contact with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said then something to the side of, hey, don't overcharge me because I was on a pretty fixed budget. Yeah. He just just said, thank you for what you do. And he walked away. I learned later on that that was Adam. That's about awesome. Two months before his parents had to have him arrested Ugh. and put in jail. And, you know, so for me, it's pretty uh, humbling to know that that was the only time that he and I ever really had any contact with each other. And I never paid him any attention or just never really even invested in his life whatsoever. Well, you have now because you come up with this Adam Brown fearless memorial. What inspired this and what is it and where is it? The fearless rock underwater memorial is the nation's first underwater memorial in the country um, that scuba divers can go down and view that honors fallen service members and first responders and heroes. Um, I read the book when uh, Adam's book, Fearless, came out in 2012, 2011. It was 2012, I guess. And I read the book, thought it was amazing, gave the book to my dad for Father's Day, and never thought of Adam Brown again until about five months later. Mm -hmm. 
I had a dream that I was diving at a site at Blakely Dam on Lake Washita, a place where I'd actually had an underwater scuba diving emergency a few months prior. Mm-hmm. And I came across the verse stone, which is down there now that had Adam's image on it. And I remember taking my hand in the dream and cleaning it off. And I said, who built this? And something said, you will, you know, and I, That's woke, awesome. I woke up, you know, sitting in, up in the middle of my bed at two o'clock in the morning. And that started a process that we thought it was going to take two years. It took us about nine months and, uh, it's now gotten to the point. It's so large and so amazing. People from all over the world come and see the memorial. Our oh, best in it. And it just, it's, it's truly humbling. I always say that we get to do what we get to do. There. How deep a water? Uh, it stays at around 24 feet. And that's one of the most unique things about the memorials. When we, when we wanted to place it, we were originally going to place it at about 45 feet mm-hmm. where the rock line of the dam ends. And it's kind of just very kind of deep and dark down there. But in 2013, a tornado hit Lake Washita. So anytime you went below 28 feet, the visibility across the entire lake was horrible. Ah. So I remember on a Thursday, we went down and we ran a line and I had two other divers with me. And I said, I'm going to stay here at 15 feet. I want you guys to go up and down the line. And we were thinking about putting a t- the memorial down just temporarily. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, you guys look and find an area that you like and tie a knot. Um one of the divers tied a knot at 18 feet. The other one tied one at about 33 feet. And we came back, took a little break, ate some food, and we went back out there to make a choice. We were the only people at the lake that day. And when we went back, there was a knot tied at 24 feet. Now, Adam's jersey, high school jersey number when he played at Lake Hamilton was 24. And that was That's his perfect. authentication number. None of us tied that knot. And so... That's it's, strange. It's been very strange. And so above the thermocline above, too, right above or right at the thermocline. And sometimes depending on how the lake goes up and down the memorial, when you get out there to it, we always see what the main part of the memorial is, is verse stone, which has Philippians four thirteen, which was Adam's favorite Bible verse on it. That's how we usually try to gauge the memorial's depth. It stays at 24 feet. And that's just, it's always just very unique. It makes us feel that, that, you know, you're never alone down at Fearless Rock. Even if you're diving by yourself, divers always say that they'll start to look around because there's a presence there at that at that area. It's hallowed ground. We honor Adam. We honor his teammates because most of the people that were with Adam on his last mission in 2010 were also on the Extortion 17 crash in 2011 that took mm-hmm. 30 military operators and a dog. So we also honor every single one of those heroes as well. If there's any team members alive, I guess they have probably come and seen the memorial. Would you know that? Uh, we've actually had the opportunity to dive with some very special people um, in the Naval Special Operations. You know, oh, we, don't really, awesome. we try to protect their dignity sure. and their privacy in the matter. But yes, we have a lot of their friends. Uh, we talked to a lot of the folks who knew Adam, who served with him, and they're just amazing folks. They're very, you know... Um, I remember when we were building the memorial and we were asking the Navy uh, if we could do this or not. And uh, I remember being on a phone call and I was getting hammered by a Navy legal officer about a lot of questions. And finally, a, uh, a commander of Naval Special Warfare stopped and asked me, why are you doing this? And I finally just said, because you didn't. Yeah. And then everything <laughs> just kind of got real quiet. And he said, you have our permission. The funniest part about the whole story is right before we put the memorial, I received a package from Little Creek, Virginia. And when I opened it up, it was a combat fighting shirt that the 
Navy, you know, Special Operations Forces War at the time, and mm-hmm. it had some logos on it. And it said, you know, uh, thank you for what you're doing to honor our friend. We are watching you. Best of luck. And I was eating dinner about an hour later, and I stopped, and I looked at my wife, and I was like, they know where we live. I was like, that didn't work well for Bin Laden, so I can't screw this up anymore. (laughs) But, you know, they have been amazing. They truly have. um, To hear Adam some stories about Adam, and we get a lot of pictures from Adam that we're able, that his family hasn't even seen, and we're able to share those as well. So it's been very unique. But the coolest thing about the memorial is that, you know, Adam overcame the darkness of addictions and, Mm -hmm. and turned his life around. And we get messages on the Fearless Rock Facebook page from people all over the world whose story, even, you know, now we're almost into 13 years since Adam has left the earth, that his story is still inspiring people to try to turn their life around. And it's truly amazing and humbling. I always say that the dive team members, all we do is stack rocks down there. Sure. You know, there when you get down there, you realize that there is something else in charge of the memorial. I get the feeling even if the Navy would have said no, there'd still be a memorial down there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> still would have happened. <laughs> so. Thank you so much, Will Stevens with Access Health Services. One more time, what you do here in the contact. Um, I'm the vice president of the uh, corporate operations and human resources. I get the privilege of running the professional employer organization, which we do a lot of the, all the things that employers usually don't want to do. We do their human resources for them or help their human resources department stay compliant. Uh, We do the payrolling, we do benefits, we do all the workers comp, all the federal reporting for employees that need to get done so they don't have to do that. And you can reach me at 501-404-7847. Thank you, Will. Be right back here on Guatney Unplugged.